0: Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon. We got a good episode here, episode 34 for you ahead of UFC on ABC2. First up, we're going to be joined by the one half of the co-main event, and Sadiq Youssef, to talk his kind of long layoff. Obviously, he fought on that uh, Connor Cowboy card and then didn't fight for the rest of the year, so we got into why that was, and him just finally looking forward to get back in there and, and fight a really well-known name in Arnold Allen. This is two of the top featherweight uh, prospects, in my opinion, and both these guys it takes to be top five in this division for a long time. So it's a big fight. And Sadiq knows whoever wins this one is going to get a big push by the UFC and really get a big opponent next time out. But really good child Sadiq. And we also talked about a potential UFC Africa card now that there's obviously Israel Francis, Kamara's champion. He's coming up. So it's definitely one that Sadiq really hopes happens. Next up, we're joined by uh, Jim Miller to talk his fight against uh joe selecki really intriguing match obviously jim was supposed to fight at ufc 258 that obviously did got canceled didn't uh because bob green fainted so we talked about that kind of situation him kind of wanting a quick turnaround him not wanting to wait to rebook that bob green fight but he says hopefully in the future that's when they get back and then we're joined by smiling sam Alvita, preview his uh fight against julian marquez really intriguing match because i supposed to fight zach cummins at his drop back down to 185 Sam was very honest. He said this is gonna be a tough weight cut. He's cutting a lot of weight to go back to 185. He just felt he was way too small for 205 and wants to be the bigger guy again. And he he thinks the power is gonna be there. He thinks the speed's still gonna be there. He thinks just a better fighter at 185. And he thinks he can go on a run and get into that ranks at 185. But he also knows this is do or die for his UFC career. And against Julian Marquez is actually filling in for uh, his teammate Zach Cummins who's out with an injury. And then closing things out, we're talking to Joe Selecki to preview his fight against Jim Miller. Joe's very nice and honest guy. Like. He knows this is a big opportunity for him. He's obviously fought Matt Wyman. He fought a prospect, Nas Nubber. Now he's getting another veteran, Jim Miller. He knows if he beats Jim Miller, he's going to be knocking on the doorstep of a top 15 guy very soon in the lightweight division. Joe Slucky's a name to watch out for. Really good training partners in uh, John Salter, Scott Holtzman. So this is a big fight for Joe Slucky, and he knows this is the one that he has what it takes to beat Jim Miller and get that name on his resume. But Thank you all for listening. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and thank you all again. Tune in next week for another episode of Just Scrap Radio. All right, we're joined by UFC featherweight Tadiq Youssef, who's returning to action April 10th. Tadiq, how's it going?
1: Good, good. I can't complain.
0: Yeah, obviously, before getting into your fight, I just want to touch on last year. Obviously, you pick up that big Wendell Blondre Feely on that big McGregor card. It seemed like you were going to start getting ranked guys from here on out, work your way up the division, but... Obviously, COVID hit different reasons. Like, how frustrating was last year where you couldn't get another fight after that win?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was pretty rough, man. Like, um, the biggest thing it definitely hit my pockets real bad. So that 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 definitely sucked. And you know, twenty twenty was like a bad year for a lot of people. So I'm not alone in that. So it's all good. Now we're moving on to the future.
0: And you were supposed to fight Edson Barboza in October. That was obviously a big name. It was visa issues, right? They kept you out of it to go to Fight Island.
1: Yeah, I couldn't um at that point the the US shut down all um like immigration services for a while. And I, I didn't have a an American passport. I became a, a US citizen right before the Andre Philly fight and it took away my Nigerian passport. So I wasn't able to get a uh they said the only way I did was gonna give me a passport is if I could prove that somebody's life was in danger if I didn't make it to a fight island.
0: And now returning here like against Arnold Allen, was this someone you had your eye on? Because it seems like you were the two top prospects featherweights that were having a hard time getting fights. It seemed like no one wanted to fight down and fight you guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it, um, I didn't necessarily know that I was going to be matched up with him, but because that I saw that both of us was having a hard time finding somebody to fight us, I was like, most likely, we're gonna end up having to fight each other, and it's something that's gonna happen sooner or later anyway. So it's all good.
0: Are you surprised that you are fighting right now? Because I actually thought they would try to keep you guys away from each other. Because I think in a few years, this fight could easily be a title fight one day.
1: Uh, yeah, it could definitely be a title fight one day. But like I said, the UFC has never really been um want to try to um like keep people away from each other, if that makes sense. You know, the UFC, they try to put on the best matchups that they can. And like I said, I know we was going to fight each other sooner or later anyways, and it's, it's, it's all good if it happens now.
0: And Arnold Allen, similar to you, like undefeated in the UFC, has some good wins over like uh, Gil Melendez, Maquan, Amir Connie. Like what have you taken away from his run so far?
1: Yeah, it's a good run, man. Like he's a, a guy that he usually try to find a way to win and even even those fights that wasn't going his way in the beginning he was able to pull it off at the end and i guess like guys like gilbert you know he was just able to put his um his age and and his technique on them so it's a it's a very good fight man i think it's going to be a fun one for me
0: and a lot of the way like allen fights is you look at the nick fight, fight, you look at the melendez fight like he just kind of starts to pressure them too much and their cardio can't hold up but you have very good cardio yourself please. do you He's going to have to try to fight a different style then because he won't be able to, like, outpace you, really?
1: Uh, he's not honestly like a, a, a pace kind of guy, you know. Like, he doesn't start off very fast. He, um, he kind of sits back and works his jab a little bit. And as the fight goes on, then he might try to put on a little bit of a fury. But there's not like anything that I've seen that's like, oh, man, this guy's going to be like an intensive cardio machine.
0: Obviously not fighting for a year isn't the best but you had a lot of time to like just kind of improve everything so do you think it's going to be like a whole better version of Sadiq this
1: fight it's a hundred percent better version of me man you know like like I said the, the year the year sucked just because I was broke the whole time I didn't make any money but like when it comes to like skill set wise I've, I've improved so much in every single part of the game you know and I can't wait to display that on the tenth
0: and fighting on abc like does that mean anything to you or is it just kind of another yeah
1: man, that's dope outside of the abc then the the biggest thing is that co-main event spot like I, mm-hmm. I was very very surprised that we got that you know so that that's a very good look for me right there
0: well that's what i was gonna touch on later but we touch on now is co-main event like do you kind of basically feel like the ufc is putting in this spot so whoever wins is getting a big fight next time out
1: for sure, for sure. Like I said, like after this one, like we gotta go straight, straight top five. You know, I don't see us dancing around any longer.
0: How, how do you see this fight playing out? Because you guys are very similar. You are both very good strikers, kind of underrated grappling. Like it, it seems like a very evenly matched fight.
1: Uh, yeah, I I think it's it's evenly matched on paper. I I honestly think I'm gonna get a finish in this fight. You know, like th- just the way like my camps been going and things that I've been working on, I don't see this fight going all three rounds.
0: Yeah, and it's obviously a big card, too, like Darren Till's in the main event. Like, I even have casual friends that only come over to my house to watch, like, McGregor Moswell, but for some reason, I guess Till is kind of captured it. They already texted me, like oh, Tills, I'm free to be. Let's go watch that. So is that kind of exciting too, especially on ABC? Like, it's going to be a lot more eyes. Like, too. this is back-to-back cards. You're going to have some big eyes on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, every single card I've been on has kind of been always like a, a big a big event card. This is like McGregor or Cormier card, and it's always, it's always been a good showing for me. So I love it, man. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. You know, I don't wish anything bad on anybody, but even if that if that um, Tills and Vittori fight doesn't happen, you know, I'm just one step away from being a main event spot
2: uh,
0: do you think after this that main events are going to start coming and you really show off your cardio for five rounds
1: yes sir yes sir after this one man the main event why i really care about just the notoriety of that main event spot you know you get a lot of eyes on you there's a lot more opportunities to get yourself out there and improve your own like your standing in the in the company you know so after this one we're, we're not we're not going backwards only forward
0: you mentioned you're going to get that finish. Do you think that's going to be the knockout, or are you going to kind of show off the jiu-jitsu finally and get that submission?
1: <laughs> <one>? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep that one a secret.
0: And smaller octagon in this fight, because it's going to be at the apex. Do you think that really matters? Just or I guess you fought, fought on it in the contender series. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I fought on there in the contender series. I don't think that really matters. You you know, um, if you, Everybody that watched my fights kind of – it kind of happens right here in front of yeah. <laughs> in front of each other. So no, no, it doesn't really matter how big the octagon is. I, I kind of stay in the same spot.
0: And obviously, no fans. Like, what's that going to be like? You've done it, sort of the contender series, but back then you could have like just friends and family there. But this one, completely, no one. You go from a sold out T-Mobile Arena from McGregor's return to now fighting in front of
1: no one. I, I like it, man. I like it a lot, actually. Like um, when I fought on Contender, I think that was like my favorite. Um, like, my favorite kind of atmosphere for a fight. Just because it, it kind of – when no fans and nobody inside, it basically turns into, like, a, a hard sparring session, you know? Like, that, it's like you could hear your coaches perfectly. So, it doesn't – um. It's, so, it's, it's actually – it's a lot cooler, actually, to me. Like, I don't – the fans, they play a big part in, like, maybe, like, giving you energy and stuff like that. But I, I prefer being able to hear my coaches perfectly clear.
0: Is there a bit of pressure on you to kind of remind everyone just how good you are? Because you obviously know MMA fans. It's it's kind of a what have you done for me lately? If you don't fight in a while, they don't really remember who you are.
1: Yeah, I think it's not. It's not. I don't think it's pressure because once I get in there again, I I know that light bulb will go off. Like oh snap, there you go.
0: And obviously, Arnold Allen undefeated in the UFC. But you said you're gonna get that stoppage win. Like, what do you think that does? Because I think if you finish, not only beating Arnold Allen kind of puts a vision on notice, but if you finish that guy, I think that really kind of puts that top ten, top five on notice.
1: Definitely, man. Not top ten, strictly top five. Yeah. Had, at this point, like both of us kind of deserve to be in that that kind of talk, anyways. So if I could get a a good finish on Arnold, man, there's no there's no denying it.
0: Where do you think a win puts you? Because obviously. You have Volkanovski were Take out us. He got postponed. I would have had a lot of clarity to the division, but Holloway's kind of next out there. It seems like Zabit Yair is going to be booked. So then it's really like a Chan Sung Jung, a Calvin Cater. Like, are that,
1: those... That, that, that was that was kind of like the problem that I was having. I don't know what um problem he was having, but that was kind of the problem that I was having before we're trying to get a fight, you know, just because all those guys are like just either they're booking against each other or consistently missing each other. So we didn't have a way to slide in there. But once we fight each other, there's no, there's no excuse anymore. Like they got to fight one of us.
0: Are, are you whole, are, obviously co-main events fall on ABC. Like, is this the spot where we finally see Sadiq Yusuf call out? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 you Definitely will. You know, it's funny. My coach was recently just talking to me about that. He's like, man, you always, um, Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Nice Guy, you don't you don't talk about doing stuff. Uh, but I was like, all right, man. After this one, I'll call somebody out.
0: And obviously, last year just one fight. So is I assume the goal is just to get this win and return as soon as possible.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely try to get busy. I, I honestly. I'm gonna also try to keep my weight low, and I asked um, Dana to see if I could be a replacement for a couple of these fights because I know there are some good featherweight matchups that are coming up. I'll ask if I could weigh in for those fights too, and just just in case you never know what could happen these days with COVID and everything that's happening, things are just falling through the cracks.
0: Are you, I feel like you're still in a weird spot where even if you win this, just the top of the divisions kind of clogged up, like. <laughs> a,
1: don't 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 bring down my day, man. I like to keep keep a positive and pretend like I don't know that
0: there is still like uh, Korean Zombie, Calvin Cater, like Josh Emmett, Dan Ige, like those kind of five, the four to eight range are all available. Is it part of you that it's just basically whoever they offer first you get to take, or are you gonna kind of hold out for that right fight? Yeah.
1: I'm not gonna hold out that long because I definitely don't want to be sitting on the corner. I'm mean, sitting on the sidelines again.
0: Uh, just last thing, obviously, Nigeria is really representing M.A. Well, you have Adesanya, middleweight champ, Usman, 170. Like, does that kind of give you some motivation to make this run up to 45? Like, No one... Like 10 years ago, no one would have really thought the UFC would have yeah. two and possibly three Nigerian champions.
1: Yeah, it always has, man. Those guys have been like a big motivation for me for a long time, you know. Even even before they got the belt, just seeing them get, put on good performances, you know. There's like a little extra battery in your backpack to make you want to keep doing the same thing. And I, I've been saying it for a while, man. I want to add the third belt to Nigeria and the first one to the DMV.
0: And it seems like you guys are all pretty close. Like they all talk to you. Have they given you any advice or talked to you lately?
1: Yeah, for sure. Even um back in the day, like back in the regional days, like Usman used to like me- message me and like, always oh, show me support. And like, it's it never really changes. When I made my UFC debut, Israel was there, show me support. So like, it's 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 really cool, man. A lot of us share the same kind of stories, you know, is that it's just an immigrant mentality. And it's even better when they come from your same country.
0: Well, only a matter of time until UFC Africa
1: exactly man i i, feel, I honestly think it would have happened if, if the pandemic didn't happen i honestly think it would have happened this um last year
0: you could literally stack that card if they can make that one of the biggest cards like if they want to throw all the africans on there like you could have adesanya uzman you and ganu like that's already one of the best main cards ever and you still have other a, lot, a, lot, a, lot of, a
1: lot of the um a lot of the guys from south africa too even you could yeah. even miss in some middle eastern fighters on right. there too you know
0: all right, well, Sadiq, man, I appreciate the time as always. Thank you for doing this.
1: Nah, no no problem, man. It's my pleasure.
0: All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Jim Miller, who's coming back here pretty soon. Jim, how's it going?
3: Going well, going well.
0: Uh, obviously, before you into your fight, let's quickly touch on the last one. Like, how weird or disappointing was that not being able to fight where you weigh in, Bobby weighs in, then all of a sudden you guys – uh, right before you're about to face off, you find out he collapses and then obviously the fight's canceled. Like you obviously cut all that weight, all that work. And then the fight doesn't happen.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it sucks cause it's, uh, the hurdle is, is kind of making weight and it sucks that that's the way that, uh, the sport is, but, um, you know, I, I would, I would fight every weekend if I didn't have to cut weight every weekend, <laughs> you know? So, um, the, the fight not going on after I put in the work and made the weight and you know i had i had a short notice on that one too and and uh you know was able to to get in there and, and had a decent cut which it's kind of like uh, a blessing and a curse right it's like if you're not gonna fight might as well have a shitty cut um so that like it uh you know you 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 don't have to fight in that state um but at the same time like it, it's not like I suffered the weight cut it like i said it was a pretty uh pretty easy one so um yeah uh it's uh it sucks you know like it, it sucks because I, I i don't want my opponents to get sick or hurt or anything like that um you know what happens in the fight happens in the fight but you know the other stuff outside of it um that we deal with as a community um you know it blows when uh you know fight gets canceled
0: Uh, was there ever any talk of just pushing that fight back a few weeks i'm surprised they didn't try to rebook that fight because it was an entertaining fight between two veterans of the game
3: um you know uh i know that bobby had asked for it um you know and and like i i just i didn't want to wait when we would have fought it would have been six months uh from my previous fight anyway and um you know that that wasn't on me um you know i i was trying to fight at the end of last year and just got pushed back into February. Um, so to to have to wait for him to get healthy so that he can start training again and then get into a training camp, it, it, I would be on the shelf for another couple of months. So, uh, you know, I told Sean, like, just give me somebody in the meantime. And, and you know, if he wants to go, you know, give it a third chance to, to meet me in the Octagon, then we could do it in, in July or something like that. Um, you know, and I, and I can fight somebody else before then.
0: Did you get any of your money, or did they basically just say, we're going to quickly rebook you and just get you in as soon as possible?
3: Uh, They gave me a a percentage. uh, You know, it's not (laughs) – yeah, a a fraction of of, (laughs) – It it,
0: wouldn't have been the full purse.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's like you you waste a week out in Las Vegas, you know, basically stuck in your hotel room, and it's like, well, I made a couple thousand dollars for it, you know, so it's like it, it sucks.
0: And with Joe Selecki, like I was surprised as to who you're going to fight, but then again, you're kind of someone that fights all these young guys and whoever they give you. So how much do you know about him?
3: Um, I know a little bit about him. He, he came up, uh, you know, through Kate Shuri, which is a, a promotion that, yeah. um, that I fought on a lot of my, my training partners and stuff like that have, have fought on. So, um, you know, I, I I've seen him fight in the past on the, on the local circuit and stuff like that. And um, you know, it. uh like you said, it, it it doesn't really matter, you know. They Sean gave me a name, and I say yes, and 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 that's really how it goes, you know. Um, my my job is to be the best that I can be on fight night. Not necessarily pick my uh, pick my opponents. I I just feel that um, where I'm confident that I can compete, which is you know with the best guys, it it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter who I'm fighting and, and stylistically whether it's a uh, you know, so it's been around a long time, you guy, um, if I make somebody fight my fight, I'm going to win. So, uh, that's, that's really what it comes down to, you know, when I'm, when, when I'm signing on the dotted line, it's not even like when I'm, when I'm deciding whether to take a fight, it's, I, I, I take the fights.
0: And obviously Joe, like his head coach is John Salter, like a great grappler. Joe's known for his grappling, but do you kind of think he won't want to grapple with you just cause everyone kind of knows how dangerous you are on the ground? Um
3: no I I don't think uh that's necessarily going to be the case you know he's uh he's a good grappler and and you know he's going to be trying to fight his fight um you know if if he gets out of his his realm he has to understand that's going to uh open it up for you know for me to do do things to him where you know he, he's not as as comfortable um so I, I'm, I'm not really expecting, I'm expecting him to come out and fight like he does. And, uh, you know, if he does try to keep it standing and, and wants to strike me fine, you know, like I've, I've, I've fought a who's who. Um, so it's, it's not like there's anything I'm going to see in there that, that I've never seen before. Um, you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a fight and I, I just go out and I try to try to do my thing and uh, not let the other guy do their thing. that's that's really what it comes down to. It's not it's 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 really not rocket science.
0: Is it kind of good that you got a couple of weeks for this camp to actually train? Cause that Vince Pichelle fight was like a week's notice they announced on the card like the week before Bobby Green. It it was like the same thing. You had like what 10 days notice? Like is it good to finally get a, a more than a week's notice?
3: yeah, you know, like six weeks is it's, uh, that's, that's pretty good. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's, it's been great to, you know, to be able to, uh, to have a little time to, to, to kind of focus on him. But, um, you know, I, I was, I was in the gym, I was training for a few weeks for Bobby, um, hopped right back into the gym, was still training for a few weeks before I got, um, you know, the, the, the call for Joe and, and, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good, and, and and everything's feel feeling like it's dialed in. So I'm I'm ready to go. Uh,
0: how do you see this fight playing out? Because a lot of your wins, it's that first round stoppage when you get your hand raised.
3: Uh yeah. I mean, uh, I I know what I'm good at, and that's that's kind of you know slamming the pedal to the floor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, I, I I uh I see a I see a good fight either way. You know, like I'm either gonna press them and, and make, a, make a mistake early and, and be able to capitalize on it, or, you know, uh, you know we're going to have a great fight.
0: Is it still a bit weird to be fight Like, you kind of, that last card in the Apex for a while, obviously they're going down to Jacksonville and they're going to Houston for the pay-per-views, but are you a bit disappointed you're missing that window of getting back in there with the fans?
3: Um, I, Not not necessarily. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, it It's... It is different fighting without the fans. You know, I I do I do enjoy it uh, more fighting fighting with them there. Um, there there are some aspects of the whole fight week and stuff like that, um, like what they're doing now. That's that I, that I do like that I do enjoy because it's like I I'm not the type that's like going out and and you know going to movies and going to the mall and stuff like that. Fight week like I'm. I'm eating a really bland diet and sitting in a freaking hotel room and watching the, you know, food network. Um, so like, I, I don't, uh, I don't really experience the, the, you know, whether it's Vegas or any place that I've, that I have fought, you know, I'm I'm not really the type to to get out and experience. So, um, but but it is different, you know, on fight night. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, what, whatever you know there's going to be another one after this so um you know I'll, I'll get that opportunity to get on one of the cards you know in, in one of the places that's opened up
0: what do you think win over joe does for you like i feel like you saw in the UFC has some stock into like two and oh looks pretty good in all his fights like uh, what's a win over this guy do it's just another top prospect you're gonna be um
3: you know it's uh it's a win over a, a tough prospect you know it's a it's a it's a w and it it gets me the next one and you know i'm just trying to get some momentum back going and and uh that's you know it, i need to start with a, a win over joe
0: how quickly would you want to turn this around because you're someone that likes to be fairly active
3: yeah I'd, I'd like to fight uh around like you know the july 4th Independence Day card whatever whatever date that falls on um you know, obviously, because it doesn't always fall on yeah. <laughs> July 4th. But, you know, that, that card that they have around then, which would probably be at, at you know, uh, a pay-per-view, so that might be down in Texas or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I think I think timing-wise, that, that would work out great for me.
0: This card on ABC, like, does that mean anything to you fighting on ABC, or is it just kind of another fight?
3: Uh, it's kind of like just a, it's another notch in the belt, you know? Yeah. Uh, fought on fought on FX. I fought on Fox. I fought on, uh, you know... Every pretty much every form of you know showing the fights that they've they've had from from the streaming on Facebook to you know everything else, um, I fought on them all. So uh, it's just uh, it's yeah it's just one more opportunity to to get down in front of the fans. Uh,
0: last time we talked, I was bringing up all the records, but they still kind of stand. Where you're, I think it was five and a half hours of cage time or six and a half hours, something like that. That you're gonna hit. Like, is that still surreal that you spent that much time fighting?
3: I mean, it is, it's like, it's kind of crazy because you think of it and it's really not that much time over the last, you know, it'll be 13 years in the UFC, uh, you know, this, this fall. So, um, you think of it spaced over that amount of time, you're looking at a a few hours over, over a decade. Um, it's, it, that's what sucks about the sport is you don't have a lot of opportunities. You don't have a lot of, you know, uh, at bats, right. Um, it's like you get three a year. So, you know, you, you, it's, it's really difficult to, to show that you're the best and to show that, you know, uh, you could beat everybody else when you have so few opportunities. Um, so it's, uh, that's, that's one of the reasons why I say yes all the time is because, uh, I just want that opportunity. And I, and I know that, uh, you know, any night it could, could be that that night that really kind of catapults you up and um you know there's there's always something to learn so it's uh yeah any, any opportunity i can get to fight i i want to take it but uh yeah it, it does it's kind it's it's definitely weird when you think of it like that it's like it's been like a half an hour per year <laughs> for yeah. for the last you know 13, 13 years 12 and a half years like That's not a lot of
0: rocket time, right? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I I just quickly Googled it. You're at five hours, 54 minutes, 12 seconds. So if you get out of the first round here, you're six hours. And then depending on how long the fight goes, like, you could be sixth all time. Like, you could pass BJ Penn, Max Holloway, and Michael Bisping for total octagon time, which is kind of crazy. Max Holloway's still that high up, and that guy's not even 30 yet.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy
0: and last time we talked to you mentioned UFC 300 like that would kind of be your retirement fight is that still kind of the goal of when you'd probably want to retire is being on that
3: card um we'll see you know like uh, my my short term goal is is 40 fights uh you know in the UFC and and that that could be you know a year from now um if i if i get the opportunities so um i definitely see myself being able to keep up uh for a year and you know uh, yeah 300 is is still a few years off so uh we'll see how it goes but i I think that would be uh that would be pretty awesome to 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 be able to fight on you know uh all those was it centennial uh, yeah arts you know so um that'd be pretty epic um so if i could if i can like you know stay upright For a few more years, then uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, I I I was able to talk to Sean a little bit uh, at Lands actually before before Bobby pulled out. um, You know, at that last card, and we were kind of talking about some of these things. So um, it was it was good to be able to like you know sit down with them, you know, face to face and get it and put it in put in his ear and stuff like that. So um, we'll see we'll see how we'll see what the future holds and 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 all that stuff. But uh, like I said, forty is my my short term goal and, and i'm i'm extremely confident that i'll get there uh, and then we'll see what happens after that
4: uh, other
0: than really cowboy like do you think that 40 would kind of be set in stone i don't really see many fighters even reaching like 30 fights let alone 40 in fc
3: yeah i there i mean neither do i i don't i don't see a lot of i don't see a lot of fighters hitting 30 um I think it is just kind of the style of the way it is now too. Is that fighters are being a bit more selective with their fights, um, so they are taking a bit more time off in between. Uh, you do have a few of the guys that are that are fighting, you know, amazingly actively. I wish I had the opportunity to get you know five fights in a calendar year, uh, but uh, yeah, it, I, I I don't really see anybody that's like not at about thirty right now getting to forty. Um, I think I think the only guys that are gonna get to forty are the ones that are already, you know, less than ten fights away.
0: just last thing, like whenever people post like best UFC fighters never win a belt, like your name is always there. Like, does that bother you that you never got that title, or is it just kind of show how good your career was and and what you did accomplish?
3: Um, you know, I mean, it's uh, I appreciate it. Um, you know, and, and I appreciate the respect that, that people have for my career. And, and, you know, that, that makes me feel good, but it does eat at me. You know, it's like, this sport is all about timing and, and, and uh, you know, you, you gotta be riding that wave. And, um, I was, I was this close to have my opportunity at the title and, and, uh, you know, it would have been, it would have been awkward because I had been training with Frankie, uh, yeah. for a while at that point. Um. But I definitely wasn't turning down that opportunity. Um, So, you know, it's uh, that's just the way it goes. And and like, uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, I I know that I know that on my my good nights that I can compete with anyone and I can beat anyone, Um, you know, so it's uh, it's it's getting there healthy (laughs) you know like that's that's what it is the struggle is just kind of just dealing with dealing with the things that come from being a professional fighter for you know 15 years and 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 dealing with some of the other bullshit that i've had to deal with so um yeah it's uh it's a it's been a ride and and uh yeah we're gonna keep going as long as we can
0: all right well jim appreciate the time as always thanks again
3: no problem thank you
0: all right, we're joined by now UFC middleweight, smiling Sam Alvey. Sam, how's it going?
2: Oh, I'm doing wonderful, sir. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Obviously, the big news for you in your fight is dropping back down to 185. I know every time we kind of talked, you've hinted at that. What, what finally caused you to pull the trigger on the move? Uh,
2: the damn judges are freaking terrible, all of them. Uh, I, I assume that whoever they find in the parking lot is their judge for the evening, and. Uh, they're probably all nearsighted, so they can't see what's going on. But they do see that one guy is bigger than, than me. And so they just assume that, well, I'll vote for the big guy. Uh, I, I have to assume that's what it is at this at this case. So I'm going to drop back down to middleweight. i I'm going to be the big guy again. Uh, at least, man, at least I thought I was going to be. Now I've got Julian Marquez, who might be bigger than me still. <laughs>
0: Uh, how frustrating was that last fight? Cause obviously there was a lot on the line. Like you needed to win that one to keep your job. And I think you ask anyone, I thought you clearly won the fight. I think the majority of people thought you won that fight to then have it ruled a draw, which I didn't really understand. Like how frustrating was that for you?
2: I think everyone on this planet thought I won that fight, except for one of the judges, I, I it was so heartbreaking. It was like, I was supposed to lose the fight. It was, I was getting brought up as the second fight of the row I was fighting a guy who was on 11 fight tear and, you know, he was young and up and coming and he was, you you know, they were flying. It was supposed to go towards him. And then I came in, I thought I put an ass whooping on him. Even round three, I lost round three, but it was a close round. He dropped me the ones and then I outstruck him the rest of the fight. Um, so it was very upsetting to me. Uh, I, I thought for sure they were going to cut me, but the UFC saw the fight. They they saw something in me and they've decided to bless me with uh uh, I, I, a chance of redemption. So uh, I, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to take full advantage of, of this, this fight that, that the UFC has given me.
0: Do you still view this as a do or die for your UFC career, like you need to win this one?
2: Yeah, I just – I get tired of saying it. This is my third fight in a row that's a do or die fight. <laughs> Ryan Span, I thought I won that one too, lost a split decision. Uh, da Eun Young, my last fight, I did win that one, but I ended up with a draw. Uh, so now it's this one. I, the only thing I can think of is if, if I poke the guy in the eye or throw an illegal knee or something where it's not a loss, it's no contest. Maybe they hang on to me again, but, uh, I, I don't intend on in doing that. I've said it on, online a couple times. I've got over 70 fights and I've never hit someone in the groin or poked an eye. So I'm feeling good on that front. Um, and, and uh, I'm, I'm just going to go out there and, and win the fight dominantly finish the fight dominantly.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, is there a bit of pressure on you to finish the fight? So you don't even have to get the judges involved.
2: Uh, the, the goal is to always not have the judges involved. I have come to the conclusion. They're all terrible. Every last one of them. Uh, and I can't, I can't ever let it go there because they, they seem to hate redheads or something. Um, so, so so it's I, I got to go out there. I got to I gotta live or die on the shield. I, I can't let it go to the decision.
0: And obviously you're supposed to fight Zach Cummins. He pulls out and you end up getting his teammate in Julian Marquez. Like obviously fight's still a bit away. So are you glad that the pullout happened now? So you still have a good amount of time to train for Julian Marquez rather than it become like a fight week switch?
2: Uh, you know, we all, we all know me. They could have been an hour before a switch. And I would have said yes. Uh, I so yeah I, I guess I'm, I'm happy I have a little more time um I, i'm I'm excited about the matchup I think it's a tougher matchup uh, he, this Julian Marquez he, he's got he's got a gas tank and he's got some power so I've got to really watch out for for to his, his stand up and shoot some of his submissions are pretty quick um, so I, I've really got to watch out for it I, but I, I am excited for it I think this is I mean every fight he's in is, is exciting. Feel most of my fights have been exciting, so he and I can go out there and really, really put on a good show for everyone.
0: Uh, what you kind of make of his return fight at two fifty eight? Obviously, got that third round submission over Machado, but he lost the first two rounds. That was his first fight in like over two years.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, he got his ass whooped for fourteen minutes. You uh, know, I don't think it was all his fault. I that I, the. the, the, the Felt like he was fighting. Nobody saw him, you know, coming out like that. It was just—I mean, I saw for 14 minutes. He was just surprising Julian. But Julian kept his head, and I mean, even after getting getting beat up for most of the fight, fi- finding a way to get that choke, finding a way to the I mean, the dude's got heart. I mean, he's got heart. He's got some skill, and he he pulled through when he needed to. Uh,
0: how do you see this fight playing out? Because both you guys, a ton of knockout power. I don't really know if either of you won, or either one of you guys are going to want to go to the ground, but it's definitely a possibility between you two.
2: Well, every fight he's in, he gets taken down like four or five times. He usually gets back up, but he gets taken down fairly easily. So I wouldn't I wouldn't take the takedowns off the table for me. Um, but I do tend to, to uh, do what the fans like, with the, with the, the people want to see, and stand and bang, and uh, I'm pretty good at that.
0: Both of you guys have really good chins too. Do you think it is going to be a hard for either one of you guys to get knocked out? Because we've never seen uh, him knocked out. You have a couple of about that. Some of them are controversial bad ref stoppages. It, it just seems ref judges, you can't get one right.
2: Yeah, well, it was the same ref every time. Yeah. Mark Goddard, son of a buck. Uh Man, I sound like a typical fighter. It's everyone's fault but mine. <laughs> nope. every I'm not to blame everyone else's. Uh, no, you know what? I it, I hate that people think I have a great chin. It means I've been hitting the chin too much. Uh, I I got to go out there and really try not to get hit. I, I don't want to get hit. I don't want to I don't want to test my chin because Lord knows that the best chin in the world can get dropped if the punch lands in the right spot. So I'm hoping to keep my hands up. I'm gonna you know work on my zigging and zagging, and uh, ho- hopefully uh, his chin gets tested, not mine.
0: Uh, how do you think your speed is gonna hold up at 185? Because obviously. That, that was a big part of two five. You're a lot faster than all of them, but now you're jumping back down where, where are you going to be a lot bigger than them?
2: Yeah, I, I, am going to be bigger. I'm going to, I don't think my, most of my career has been 80 at 85 and I haven't gotten any faster. So, um, it, it's gonna, I'm going to go in there. And I'm going to fight the way I fight. Uh, if I don't think speed is going to be a, be a faction. Uh, I've always done real well against fast fighters. I've done pretty well against slow fighters. Uh, I'm just gonna go out there and do me. I'm gonna make him fight my game.
0: Everything goes your way here. Like how quickly would you want to turn this thing around? Like are you hopefully pretty active this year?
2: All right, so everything goes my way. It means Julian, he breaks his toe stepping into the cage. <laughs> uh, immediately bell rings. I come in, I catch him with the cross uh, because he can't stand up and uh, that that's the fight. So I, I get to go, I you know ten seconds into the fight I win. I, put me back in as soon as you can. I I need. I just bought a house in Tennessee. Uh, I want this fight to happen. I want to uh, move on and, and pay off this house in Tennessee as fast as I can.
0: Oh, obviously, John, back down to middleweight. Like, how much weight do you have to cut? Because you were you obviously filled your frame out to go to two hundred five.
2: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the weight cut. <laughs> i I've, I've done some big weight cuts in the past, and I'll have done bigger than I'm gonna do this time. But man, I haven't had to cut. I haven't really had to cut weight in close to three years, so uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm getting myself as light as I can. I'm gonna make that cut, and um, you know, ho- hopefully, come out, come out feeling great.
0: Are you someone that likes to diet down, or you just like to get all the weight off on uh, Jerry fight week?
2: Uh, I like to get a lot of weight off fight week. Um, so hopefully, I'll step back in the octagon. I'll be 215, 217. But uh, I'm, I'm 230 out of camp or two, 230 in camp most of the time. So I, I couldn't do all of that the week of. So I, I'm hoping to lose lose some weight still and then uh, have a 15, 20-pound cut at the end.
0: Your power obviously was a big part at 205. But do you think power is going to be even better at 185?
2: You know, I knock people out at 205. I knocked them out at 85. I, I don't feel my power got better or worse going up or down. Um, I, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do everything I can to connect. And that's really, that's where I failed The 205 is I stopped connecting. Um, so here I go back down. Everyone will be a little bit shorter. I should be able to, to get that range a little earlier and, and um, you know, you get a big finish.
0: Do you feel like you are a better middleweight than you were a light heavyweight? Like obviously light heavyweight, a lot of those fights didn't go your way, but some controversy with them, but middleweight, you have a lot of big wins like Rashad Evans, Nate Markhart. Like you were a, you were a very good middleweight.
2: Yeah, I guess so. I, I thought I was going to be a really good 205-er, but shit, the judges uh, shot that idea down. Uh, maybe I shot that idea down. Uh, so I can go back down. I'm, I'm going to make a – I, I got to start winning this one first. Once I win this one, then I can go on to some bigger fights. Is 205 completely done or like a
0: short-notice fight comes up at 205? Like is that still in the back pocket and you'd be going, you'd be going up?
2: I, I would go up. I would go. Would I go down? If I went down, they'd have to pay me more. But <laughs> till, till one again. But uh, no, I'm a guy. I have never said no to a fight. I'll never say no to a fight. I hope they never ask me to fight Nagano. Uh, but other than that, I'll fight anyone, anywhere.
0: Uh, how many like could you take at any short notice middleweight fights, or is it basically you need a full camp to get the weight down?
2: No, shoot. If you if you look at most of my losses, it's because I took short notice fights yeah. at, at middleweight. So, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm too happy to take short notice fight at 85 because I always say yes.
0: Uh, just last thing, what do you think a win over Julian does for you? He's obviously uh, a notable guy. He got a lot of hype after his Miley Cyrus call. Like, There's going to be a lot of eyes on him for this fight.
2: Taylor Swift is way better than Miley Cyrus. And I like Miley Cyrus. She's a wrecking ball and all that. But uh, T-Swift, I'm T-Swift at heart. So it's really, I'm bringing, I'm bringing the spirit of Taylor Swift in, you know with me in this cage. Uh, and I think that's going to be enough to, to win it, uh, t- t- Taylor Swift in my corner. Uh, but uh, you know what? I, I get the win. Uh, I understand he's not ranked. I know I am far from ranked right now. Um, so I, will probably take another unranked opponent after that. Uh, and, uh, you know, move on after that. Uh, I'm probably two or three fights away from, from getting another ranked opponent, but I made it to number 11 at, at 85 before I'm going to crack that top 10 this run.
0: Well, actually just building off of that, like, do you really care who you fight next? Or is it more just stacking up wins and then you can start calling your shots?
2: Uh, no, I'm going to call my shot. I'm going to get that microphone. I'm going to call it who I want next. But I do understand where I'm at right now, right? Right now. And people use it as a negative, but I don't see it as a negative gatekeeper has been thrown out there for me. Uh, I'm a gatekeeper until I'm not, uh, I am two fights away from not being a gatekeeper anymore. Then I'll get in there and I'll start getting bigger fights and uh, I'll start putting on some, some fights that, that people want to pay money to see.
0: Does that term gatekeeper bug you? Because for some fighters, they don't like it because they think that means they got no shot of a title because they're just kind of having to fight all the up and comers. But you look at Derek Brunson, that's a guy that kind of got past that title and, and is working his way back up.
2: I, it does not bother me. At the end of the day, if I'm a gatekeeper, I'm the gatekeeper of the UFC. I, I'm a gatekeeper of the greatest fighting organization the world's ever had uh, with the greatest fighters that have ever been in the world. Uh, so if if I'm a gatekeeper, it's of the UFC. I, I've got 21 fights now in the UFC. Um I I have proven everything I need to prove. Uh th- that to not have a gatekeeper you know rub me the wrong way anymore. That being said, I am I know good and well. On my best day, I am better than anyone in the world. I could hold that title whether people want to believe it or not. I could beat John Jones today if I needed to. Uh I, I just gotta I gotta get my, my I gotta get my shit together and, and win on fight day.
0: All right, well Sam, thank you so much for the time again. I appreciate it.
2: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me on.
0: All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Joe Slucky who's got a big fight coming up here. Joe, how's it going?
4: It's going good, man. Just finished up uh, a really tough morning, uh, conditioning, wrestling, got some lunch, and just uh, another day in training camp, man, ready to go and getting closer to the fight every single day. It's been a lot of work, but it's going really good. Obviously,
0: you pick up the win last night against Austin Hubbard. I knew you were having the kid, but did you ever think your return fight would be against Jim Miller? Like, this is one of those legends of the sport.
4: Yeah, no, you know, I knew somebody, obviously at 55, especially with COVID going on, you can face – Anybody, any time it seems like, other than like the top five, but they're like shuffling stuff around like crazy, so, uh, you know, it's always, everybody's on your radar all the time, but it didn't seem like the next fight, you know, so uh, it's uh, super pumped to have the opportunity to have, fight somebody that's so highly touted, you know, and to really show what I can do, so uh, I think it worked out great, and you know, I've had a good trajectory so far of like, uh, kind of a guy, you know, on his way out at first, then another prospect, and now I'm getting kind of a legend to, to show what I can do, so. Um, it's been a really, you know, all the opportunities have been great, and it's just taking them in stride and getting ready for them and kind of keep capitalizing.
0: Well, obviously, everyone kind of knows Jim Miller's game. It's that first-round submission. Uh, recently, it seems like he's getting that first-round submission, or he, he starts to kind of gas out as it goes late, but he's still dangerous kind of everywhere. It's so like, how do you approach this fight? Because it's not just this grappler guy that, like, some of these people you have faced before.
4: Yeah, definitely not. No, he's, he's super well-rounded. You know, uh, I think he wrestled some in college. And uh, on the feet, he's very dangerous. You know, I watched, uh, I sat first row or second row uh, in Jersey when uh, I was up there watching Holtzman fight when he fought uh, Don Hyun Ma. And I watched Jim Miller fight Clay Guedon. He hurt him on the feet. You know, he got hurt and then he hurt him back. And then he then he did what he does. He snatched his neck up. So um, he's tough everywhere, you know, and that's a seasoned vet. So uh, that's kind of like, uh, you can't turn your back on him at any point in the fight. Meaning, you know, I can be up two zip. He's dangerous till till the third round buzzer goes. So um, I think just respecting him and knowing who's in front of me. You know, I kind of say that about every single fight, but especially this is uh, knowing who, who's standing in front of me and that if I take my eye off the ball for one second, I can definitely pay for it. And, you know, we're is, aware
0: of that. Is it kind of a little bit of a revenge to get one back for your teammate, Scott Holtzman?
4: Uh, no, you know, Scott So Scott actually beat Jim. Um, oh,
0: right, right, right. But, He did beat him. You know, I'm sorry. So, yeah.
4: And even then, even if he had, or vice versa, like uh, I can't take Scott's win into the cage with me. And, and had he lost, I couldn't. You know, it's it's too, it's too late. It's over. It's done with. But uh, so yeah, I mean, even and even with that, you know, like uh, our coach Jeff Jimmo obviously coached a camp for a win against Jim Miller. But you know, me and Scott are such good different are such different fighters. You know, uh, Scott's super aggressive. He comes forward. He's got phenomenal striking and Muay Thai and knees and and clinch work and. Uh, you know, I obviously am more of a grappler and in the striking, I tend to be more of a boxer than maybe a Muay Thai guy. So, um, you know, different matchups. So our, my path to victory looks a lot different than Scott's would. So, uh, but that's the great thing about our coach, Jeff Jimmo is, you know, he's mapped out the camp and the the blueprint. We don't really do game plans per se, more of a template, what to focus on, what to avoid. And uh, mine looks completely different than Scott's did, obviously, with the same things kept in that the obvious of, and you know, if you ask my, my, grandmom, she was going to fight Jim Miller, she'd be like, okay, well, I got to watch the guillotine in the back thing. But outside of the obvious, um, the things that, you know, he does really well. So um, we're prepared and, you know, kind of leaving his past fights in the past, but learning from them.
0: And obviously one of your main coaches in is John Salter, who is a phenomenal grappler. So how big do you think his advice is going to be for this fight? Because he obviously will kind of put you in a lot of those positions. Jim can potentially put you in.
4: Oh, absolutely, yeah, and uh, every single fight, you know, John's just a huge part of it, and I'll get to have him here this time. Last time he was fighting the night before my yeah. fight, so um, other than you know talking to each other, uh, you know, on the phone and stuff about his fight, my fight, and all that, you know, I didn't have him cage side, but uh, Coach Jeff Jimmo obviously took over as the chief corner, but uh, having him there is going to be huge. You know, it's really important for me to have those roles. I have, you know, my coach, like my boxing coach, and uh, Chris Gallad and Jeff Jimmo. You know, they're older than me, and they're kind of like those, like. Um, you know, leadership roles of like, it's almost like a, in fight terms, like a parent type, like they're telling me what to do. And then, you know, then I have John who's kind of like a big brother where he's, you know, doing it alongside me as he tells me what to do. So when you have those different voices coming, it's just different, uh, like different, not emotions that you attach to it, but like, you know, if, if Jimmo tells me something, it's like, I got to do that because, you know, I listen to everything he says when John says, it, it's like, I got to do that because he's going to beat me up if I don't. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. He's I think he's one of the best grapplers in MMA, if not the best, you know, because the way he puts his wrestling and jiu-jitsu together. So I've got him mauling me every single day. Uh, other guys in our gym who maybe people haven't heard of just because they're they're strict grapplers now, but I got Corey Crumpler, uh, who's like John's main grappling training partner for his fights, and obviously one of mine too, but he's John's size, so he's another monster. Uh, got a really stud young kid uh, who's, I think, 20 years old or maybe 21, Wyatt Hopkins, um, and he's... It's been it's been a lot of scrambling and a lot of protecting my neck and a lot of attacking the neck on my end and just really getting that heart rate high. And I really think that that's going to be the difference, you know, going all the work I've been getting there. And then in my sparring, i got guys, you know, just doing what they do so well. I've got good Muay Thai guys like Cody Jones, who trains down at Fitness Edge MMA, where I train as well. Um, Jordan Weeks, who's just always going to be that in-your-face pressure guy that I train with. And uh, that's kind of preparing me, I think, to, like you said, if he does fade a little bit is for me to not be fading, hopefully, and to be able to put that pressure on him because uh, I'm used to guys coming at me. And then I got another stud training partner, Zach DeLeon, who cornered me in my last fight, been my main sparring partner at all my fights in the UFC, contender series. And uh, just, again, another utility player who will switch stances, do whatever you got to do. And I really think we got the recipe with these guys to just to just get it done.
0: And You look at Jim Miller, even though he, like, he does slow down for the first time, but he's still a durable guy. Like You look at his career like, he's gone to the distance like with Poirier. He almost won that Poirier fight, like Anthony Pettis. Like really his last uh, two stoppage losses are a submission loss to Charles Oliveira. And he got caught with a knee to Dan Hooker, which probably would have knocked out anyone. So like, is that something you can't really look forward? Like you, you kind of have to think this fight's going to go with the 15 minutes.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's the same with the Hubbard fight. And even with the Wyman fight, I knew I could probably do it. I, I, you know, I believe that I could do what I did to Wyman, to Wyman. But same thing, like that seasoned vet, he's not – if there's a way out, he's not going to take it. You know, so uh, going to be a hard guy to choke, going to be a hard guy to TKO. He fought to the better end to not get TKO when I almost had him out of there. And uh, I think, you know, if I get in those positions with, with Miller, I think it's more of the same. He's such a tough guy, I have the most respect for him. And I really think that that's what's going to put me in a position to be able to win this fight is I respect him so much. And I know, you know, there's not going to be those early trying to blow my arms out on something that's not there. Or trying, you know, if I hit him once, trying to follow up with 100 shots and put him away because I know who's in front of me, you know. doesn't mean I won't go for the finish, but we've planned for a grinded-out three-round fight. And, and I'm not relying on him slowing down. You know, he, he trains,
3: you know, he's been in the sport a
4: long time. If there's a way to manage his energy, to come out and keep a pace and try to put it on the young guy, I'm sure he's figured it out. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of training for the opposite, which is for me to be beat down in the third round and him trying to put it on me. And what can I do from there? That way, if it does happen, I'm ready. But if it doesn't, even better.
0: How do you see this fight playing out? Because obviously I think Miller's going to try to come out, grapple you early. I think you're probably the better striker, but again, I wouldn't be surprised. If it's just, is a bunch of scrambles and a bunch of most of it's on the ground.
4: Yeah. You know, I, I hope so. I, I think that's kind of a fun fight for me. You know, it can be an exhausting fight, but uh, these are the kind of fights you want to test yourself in. I've been training, you know, in grappling since I was six years old. So, uh, and I've been watching Jim Miller since I was about 12. So, you know, uh, it's fun to be able to watch and then be like, I think I can hang with that guy. And uh, I think I can, you know, I think we're going to definitely at some point end up grappling. Don't know if it's going to be early. Don't know if it's going to be the whole time, but uh, you know, on the feet, he's dangerous too. He steps in with that left hand. He's got good kicks, good calf kicks. You know, luckily I'm not a South pole. So hopefully I won't be, you know, not be able to to get up in the third, like Poirier, but uh, you know, he can kick the inside of my leg too. So we're, we're ready for all of it, you know, but I think grappling will be very fun because, He's a dynamic, he'll dive for all kinds of stuff. We've seen him with the the first Oliveira fight, he caught him with a leg lock, Um, he's arm barred guys from Mount, I'll take your neck in a second, but I try to grapple very positionally responsible and very fundamentally sound, so we're kind of talking about it today a little bit was, uh, you know, we had a really hard cardio this morning, and I went straight from that to wrestling practice, and I was talking to John, and I was like, man, like, I really feel like when I'm fried and shot and dead tired, like wrestling or grappling, like, and the other guy gets like that too, like whoever the training partner is. I, feel like, I, feel like, I think that's where i my wheelhouse is because when I'm tired, I can stay disciplined. You're like uh, I think like Poirier does that on the feet with guys. Like you'll see like uh, if you've got a dynamic striker, around one and two, it might be competitive. And then when they're both tired, you're like, it's not even like he's always going to be in position where he needs to be. And I try to be like that on the floor, you know. So uh, if it does go into grappling late in the fight, I think that's where I can really show what I can do is – you know, sticking to what I do, being positional, putting water in the basement, putting some damage on there and, and chipping away. Well,
0: what's a win over Jim Miller like mean to you and do for your career? Like, this guy's a legend of sport, future like Hall of Famer, like most UFC fights. Like, you just kind of go down the record book, and Jim Miller either has them or he's in that top three of a lot of these records.
4: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. You know, uh, every fight, it, it kind of means the same when you're going into it. And then you might look back and be like, oh, that, that was. You know, a guy that was almost a fighter. That was a guy that was, uh, you know, just on a great performance before that. So I'm not putting too much into it like that. I just know the opportunity. It's a state for me and my family. You know, every time I can go out and get a win, oh, excuse me, and build on that, it's going to be great things for my family. And that that's, uh, you know, I want to be a world champion one day. I want to be top five, you know, before that. I want to be top ten, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, that would be for my ego and my pride, and I try not to feed those. What I'm trying to do is, is provide for my family. So I know a win over him, bringing home two checks is – number one that's primary um number two is how i'm going to carry myself before during and after and how i'm gonna how i'm gonna fight in there you know sometimes we can't control the outcome like we saw like even the like peter yan put on a great performance yeah. i guess he could control not throwing the knee but you know what i'm saying and uh so i'm just gonna go out there and have the best fight that i can that should lead to the win and then the rest will take care of itself you know I, i'm not terribly worried about rankings or anything like that it's my third fight on my contract so if i could go three and know uh, I'm sure I, I'd get a new contract before four comes, which would be, you know, life-changing for my family. So hard not to think about that. But other than that, it means a lot to me just because uh, it would tell me that, I, I, you know, I have some staying power here and I can really hang with the guys that I've looked up to my whole life. So uh, pretty cool stuff. And I just can't, you know, I, I'm just super thankful for the opportunity. I can't believe, without putting too much into it, and I'm not going to be starstruck or anything like that, it doesn't really happen. But uh, to think that I was, like, sitting in a boxing ring, In Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where no one had ever gone to the UFC before four years ago, my boxing coach, and now we're going to walk out and fight a Hall of Famer. It's pretty cool stuff, you know. It it is one of those sobering moments where you're like, "Wow, we're really, we're really making some stuff happen here." So we're very, very lucky and very blessed.
0: Uh, Lightweight division, like you kind of mentioned, it's super stacked. Like it's super stagnant. Like a lot of the rank guys don't want to fight unranked guys. So, like, do you even really care what ranks right now? Is it just get a bunch of wins and then? they're going to have no shot or they're, you're going to have to kind of, they're going to have to fight you eventually.
4: Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, it's like, not, not, the, not who's good. Everyone's good here, but it's like, who's left, you know? So I just got to win and win and win and survive those, you know, survive coming up the ranks and there might be a loss here and there. and You got to bounce back. Like we seen, like Poirier did that and some other guys that have had tougher roads to the top. Um, it's going to be, and Jim Miller's kind of like that, you know, he might've taken some losses, but he always bounces back and he's always left Standing there in the rankings, you know, and or in the division, being signed, being a UFC fighter, and uh, he's always at the top of the the heap. So it's that, you know, it's going to be just come out, win, win. Don't care if they forget about me, don't care if I'm not the guy on the tip of everybody's tongue getting called out or getting bonuses or whatever it might be. All that stuff's great, but really, it's going to be about how long can I stay here, how long can I make an impact, and how long can I provide for my family. And if I do that, I think good stuff should happen, you know, uh, main cards or rankings or title shots all that great stuff would come with time you know but uh i think it's just gonna be about putting in the work and if i gotta be one of those guys in the bottom of the division just digging away digging away digging away I- i'm fine with that you know i can work in silence i don't really need praise or anything like that and uh i think it works out well for me you know hey,
0: obviously this card is on abc too like the main card is i they haven't really said where you guys are but i think you might have shot a main card just jim N- miller's name but like would that mean anything to fight on abc or is it just another kind of fight for you
4: yeah, I think it's pretty cool. You know, uh, again, I, I, it's weird because I get nervous for fights. I get very, very nervous for fights because uh, I put so much into it and it means so much. But that stuff doesn't really freak me out or it, it's exciting. It's cool that I'll be able to be like, hey, I fought on ABC one day if that did happen. Like last time I ended up on uh, Big ESPN in the main card. And that was that was really cool. You know, I was on the main card. Uh, Frank Gag is like my favorite fighter of all time. I was like two fights before him. So like, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, but none of it's like, oh my gosh, like those are cameras. This is going to ABC. I'm going to be. So, uh, Again, during, not so much, but I think afterward, it's pretty cool to be able to say you fought on there. I mean, everybody gets that channel. That's like three, six, and 10. So everybody's, my grandmother can figure out how to watch that, or grandfather, you know? So uh, that's pretty cool stuff if it does happen.
0: Uh, just two more things is what's kind of the goal for you this year? Like after having the K, like I assume you probably want to be pretty active, just try to bring in as much money as possible.
4: Yeah, I just want to stay active. I love to compete. You know, uh, I came up doing jiu jitsu and. Um, you know, when I was competing actively, I was getting, you know, 50, 60 matches a year, at least, which would probably mean competing twice a month, you know? And, uh, I really enjoyed that. And obviously in MMA, you can't do it like that, but I think three to four times fighting a year is perfect. Probably closer to three, uh, two, two, I've done two, but I really rather fight three times at least, you know, keep that groove going. But I don't think, you know, I had a couple, the the past two years where I had like seven, eight months between fights and it's not ideal, but I think when I come back, it's almost like the footage from the fight before you can throw that out if you're the opponent because a different guy should be standing in front of you by then. So that's kind of cool. And that's kind of like a little blessing in disguise. But, yeah, I think three fights a year is, is pretty good for me at least.
0: Just last thing, nothing to do with you, but John Salter then. That, what's that guy got to do to get a title shot in Bellator?
4: Man, I really hope he's getting it coming up. Uh, I know nothing's set in the stone, but it seems like with uh, yeah. the 205 tournament, Musasi's not in there, so that's a good sign. And, uh, I know after his last fight, Musashi was calling for, for John. So usually the champion, she gets to call the shots. If he's, you know, if it's gotten to the point where the champion is giving you your title shot, like, dude, you deserve it. It's got to go to him, I would think. So, uh, he's training super hard. Like he already has it because that's just who he is. Um, but man, that's going to be something very special for him. I'm sure. And something special for our gym, just to be able to watch somebody prepare for a world title fight. Uh, you know, in a small town like Wilmington, where we live down here in North Carolina and, you know, to have, to have that, that opportunity and to have that belt come home is going to be huge, you know, for all the gyms and for Jimbo and, and all these guys that we train with, it's just a big morale booster to know we're around such high level guys all the time. That's for me, like, uh, you know, even though John's his own fighter, his own person and, uh, has his own accolades, even though like he's a national champion wrestler, I didn't even wrestle in elementary school, but, uh, just being around someone like that, you kind of get the rub and you're like, man, like it makes me confident knowing I'm around this guy every day and I train this guy every day. Uh, you know, if I run something by him and he says, yeah, you should do this and not that, I believe him because he's at that level. So uh, it's just going to be good all the way around for guys like me all the way down to our first fight amateurs who we have guys coming up in uh, in the summer, you know, making their debuts as amateurs and stuff, which is funny because we're not like a fighting gym. We're salty dog jiu-jitsu. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, John fights and then I got signed to the UFC and then. One other guy fights, and next thing you know, we got like seven or eight fighters in our gym uh by accident, which is probably how it should happen. But I think it's good for those guys to see that too. And they can take that into the cage being like, I'm learning from some guys that, that know what they're doing. You know, I, I didn't really have that starting out and uh it messed with your head a little bit.
0: All right. Well, Joanne, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it.
4: Oh man, thanks as always. I really appreciate it, man. Take care. Have a great day.